Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, here we go. We're live. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the awesome.com on the contrary show. I'm your host, Dave Lochran. With me, as always, Alex Baker, number one ranked DFS player in the world on Twitter at awesome DFS. And our guest making his second, I believe, maybe even third appearance of the season on the contrary. And no better time to do it now because he just took down another $200,000 the other week. Time to add that to the bio, Steve. Steve Buzzard, you know him as DeCults, and you can follow him on Twitter at Steve Buzzard. Go to you first, man. Congratulations. I think I mentioned it to you the other day, but not live. Uh, another big win. Hopefully we can follow it up with one of us doing something similar or one of our viewers doing the same in week eight. Yeah, absolutely. It was a um, that was on the Monday night uh, showdown slate with the uh, Rams, so was super excited to get that again. Um, always have enjoyed the uh, showdown slates. So if you're not playing the showdown slates, get out there, play them. They're, they're a lot of fun. Um, not only from a, uh, you know DFS standpoint, but it's a good it's a good sweat because you have so much going on in one game and. Uh, just small little plays can uh, change it. We actually saw that with the with the Millie Maker on the on the other, on DraftKings, where uh, you know one one play switched uh, from a one million dollar win to, to three thousand. So, Are you talking about the stack correction? <laughs> yeah, that's so, just so brutal. So so it, it's a it's a pretty wild sweat. Um, on uh, that that part might not be fun, but it, it's just a lot of fun um, and a lot of excitement. So check them out. Alex, one of the things we like to do here is stay true to the name. On the contrary, uh, it's not your general picks show. It's not your basic matchup show where you just go over all the chalk and talk about how you're approaching that. Now, we do strategy shows every single day of the week, uh, all culminating in a four-hour marathon kickoff show tomorrow, starting at 9 a.m., going all the way up to lock. So everything you need, we got you. If we don't cover every single bit of every game here, you know where to find us tomorrow or any of the other shows. But um, Alex, one of the big things today, we're going to get into our pivots later on in the show. We're going to get into our fades. We're going to talk about some of our favorite contrarian options. But one of the biggest things you're seeing pretty much everywhere that we need to kick it off with is the weather. 
more specifically the wind that we're seeing in not just one or two, but a handful of games heading into week eight. Uh, and I don't think there's anyone better than you and Steve to tell us about how you approach something like wind, how you approach bad weather games when everyone else is bugged out by them heading into Sunday. Well, I think it is important to factor in, in the wind. Uh, I mean, that makes passing a lot harder. It makes field goal kicking especially hard. And uh, we did have one weather game last week with the Chiefs. Uh, they, they played against, let's see, that was a, a snow game, actually. So Le- uh, the Chiefs and, and Broncos you're talking about last yep. week, right? And yeah. the, the final score was 43-16. So it shows two defensive a, touchdowns too. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely fantasy potential in games with the, the crazy weather. And uh, yeah, I mean, defense could be a main con- uh, a main beneficiary of that. Um, it looks like Drew Locke threw 40 times. So that the narrative that maybe. People don't throw in bad weather. Uh, not always something you can count on, but uh, it's something that you have to consider because the when the the teams do throw, uh, expect the efficiency to be hit a little bit. So, Steve, one of the big things here is that we have seen some totals decline pretty significantly. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean to stay away from these spots because while we've seen them come down, they're still some of the highest total games of the slate. Um, how do you, how do you, uh, approach something like this? Does your strategy change? Do you focus more on the ground game or do you really just apply the same principles to these games that you would had there not been any inclement weather? Yeah. So I I think it's, uh, really important to one, um, watch what our ownership, uh, does here over the next couple hours. Um, because, Sometimes you'll see, um, especially on snow games, the ownership really takes a, a big hit and maybe it's not quite always warranted so much. We last week's game and how the Chiefs uh, did well is a good, good example of that. Um, but on the other hand, there's times where, um, you know, maybe there's a, a fair amount of wind and wind actually tends to be a bigger uh, predictor of, su- of success or failure than uh, like snow or rain. And, uh, you know, just because it's windy, people don't really pay attention to that. So there's maybe no ownership change. So so I think what I tend to do is just pay attention how the ownership looks. And uh, if it looks like the ownership is going to move, maybe I will go the opposite way and, by, and vice versa. So um, that would lead me probably in that case to, to like move more to the uh, running backs. And yeah, we're going to, we're going to hit on those games. Some of them, again, very high totals. Uh, they've come down a lot, but still games that, that have uh, an incredible amount of appeal. I want to start though, Alex, with a quarterback who's getting more ownership than, than any other quarterback on the slate by more than 2%. Uh, 12.5% we're projecting him for on, dra- uh, on DraftKings uh, with our awesome ownership projections, which for a quarterback is a lot. And for Derek Carr is definitely a lot. Uh, but he's coming in at $5,500. Your overall take on this, knowing that Darren Waller is by far going to be the most popular stacking option with Derek Carr, and those guys are going to be wildly popular as a one-two combination. Yeah, I mean, I think that this Raiders versus Browns game is the prime example of the wind because people have been talking all week about how this is going to be super windy uh so i think that it could play a huge role here 
And if Derek Carr, I mean, Derek Carr looks like a great play before you factor that in because he's been averaging 296 yards per game. You got them in a situation where Vegas, they are a 2.5 point dog to the Browns. So you got, you have to feel confident that they'll pass a fair amount at least. And you got a good person to pair them with and Waller. So those boxes are all checked. It's just that the wind is the X factor. And I think that makes him a little bit less exciting than he would have been otherwise. I want to ask you one more thing. Uh, We were actually on, uh, you and I were talking the other day uh, and and the topic of ownership came up and the the idea you, you started getting into, you know, the, the notion that some people are so, um, so consumed by high ownership that they sometimes overlook the fact that somebody's very high owned for a reason <laughs> and probably is one of the best, you know, projected point uh, points plays on the slate. Just give me, I think it's helpful for the listeners too, especially anybody know uh, anybody new, sorry, uh, to get a better understanding of how we should be using ownership uh, and what we shouldn't be doing. Cause it's, it plays such a big role. Definitely. So I think Derek Carr is a great example because he's just really cheap on DraftKings at 5,500. You're getting a 2K discount from some of the higher uh, higher quarterbacks or more. So that really helps you make a stacked lineup around him, uh, which it, it can be a good thing because you have like really strong players. But um the the trick is if you're pulling if you're trying to pull off that high owned stack you got to mix it up with the rest of your lineups because uh if you're just playing all the popular plays you're gonna put up a high score but then the score you need to win is just gonna be like through the roof and it becomes really hard to win on a day where the high owned plays all do well yeah steve your thoughts there and how are you approaching uh darren waller Derek carr the Las Vegas Raiders, as a matter of fact, are actually getting more ownership on some of these peripheral guys or, you know, even tertiary options like Renfro than I thought. Uh, is it maybe a spot where you get away from Waller or do you just like the idea of pairing both or maybe getting away from this game a little bit more than the field in general? Yeah, so I think that uh, all those points on um, ownership are, are really good ones. Um how you need such a good score to win last week was a perfect example for that. When all the uh, chalky players hit you, we saw scores that were really high that just barely cashing. So just getting a high score isn't the only thing that, that uh, matters, but um, in in particular, I am really worried about um, stacking up car with Waller because of those um, ownership uh, projections. So um, I think I'm probably going to tend to uh, stay away from that, especially in a win game. Now, again, if if this if their ownership starts to tick down, maybe that'll uh, change my opinion a little bit. But where they are right now, I just don't see how uh, this is a good spot for them. And to your point, I, I think that uh, we still see Renfro and Ruggs and even the Cleveland passing game as well, all kind of at high ownerships as well. It just sets up to me as a game that I feel like uh, they might be trying to slow it down. Um, you know, neither of these teams have like uh, a prominent passing game. It's not like we have Seattle going against Kansas City and it's uh, in the wind and they are going to rely heavily on it. Either Both teams are more than happy to 
increase the running and you could see the game slowed down a lot so that there's a lot fewer uh, possessions than expected. Or you could just see them relying on uh, Kareem Hunt and Josh Jacobs. So, uh, so Josh Jacobs, I think, would probably be more the uh, pivot that I'm looking at. He's still at a fairly high ownership himself. Around so 15%, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's not like a uh, uh, pivot to no ownership. But uh, I could see I'm dropping off some passes to uh, him, and you could maybe gain a little bit of ground there. Yeah, Steve, we're projecting uh, one, two. We're projecting. I'm going to include Kamara at 19.9 percent for running backs for north of 20. Uh, one of them is in this game on the opposite side. I think you alluded to him, Kareem Hunt. Uh, he is right now the highest projected owned player on the slate, and maybe I'm crazy, but it's 6,900. I'm this is one spot where I'm okay with it. Uh, heavy winds we're projecting for uh, last. I looked are up around 20 miles per hour. Uh, where are we at? Uh, 28. Sorry. This is supposed to be uh, the windiest game on the slate. And that can play a role, especially when you've got May- Baker Mayfield and, and, and Derek Carr uh, under center, but Kareem Hunt, his price point is, is sub seven K on DraftKings, And then you factor in ownership. Sure. But what about the fact that the potential volume here, he's a guy that could easily see 25 opportunities both in the, on the ground and, and through the air combined. Yeah, absolutely. So he's had touches of 24, 15 when they got blown out by uh, Pittsburgh, which we would say is kind of an anomaly in 21 uh, last game since Chubb has been out. So, so you're right. He's absolutely a uh, chance to even top all of those uh, in this game, if they're looking down to uh, dump some extra passes off to him, if they're just trying to run the ball and keep it on the ground. So, so I think even at uh, his high ownerships, I have no problems uh, playing him at all. Uh, they're going to rely on him. Everyone was a little bit concerned when uh, uh, Chubb went out, oh, maybe Dearness Johnson will uh, take some of the work. We haven't seen that at all. So he's, it's pretty much the Kareem Hunt show. And I'm willing to take some shots on him. Alex, what about you on the Cleveland side? We already discussed the Vegas Raiders. We discussed the wind. Maybe this game goes to the ground. Uh, are, are you liking Kareem Hunt this week? Are you liking anyone else from Cleveland? Harrison Bryant was in the Millie Maker lineup. Uh, our boy Neil Orfield took it down. Uh, awesome subscriber last week. And check out the interview Alex did with him. It's on YouTube. It's really great. Uh, but what are, you, what are your thoughts with Odell Beckham sidelined for the season? Nick Chubb remaining on the IR. This Cleveland side to me is, is, is at least in my opinion, a little bit more appealing than, than the Vegas side. Yeah. I, I think that Odell Beckham Jr. Being out, that that is a noticeable bump to, to other guys in the team. And uh, so this year so far, Odell Beckham Jr. Was targeted on 23% of routes. You throw Rashard Higgins into the starting lineup, he's been targeted 9% less on routes. So I think that means that's just more targets that are going to go to Jarvis Landry and Kareem Hunt, as well as Harrison Bryan and Njoku. Uh, so I think those guys all get a bump. That's going to negate the win to some extent. So it's not like an amazing play for Jarvis Landry. Uh, but I think the volume is there. And then with Hunt, <coughs> Kareem Hunt, I think because his A dot is so much lower, the wind should affect him a little bit less. I think he's a terrific play. 
What about the Titans and Bengals game, Alex? Like I said, we're going to try and get to a lot of the really important games here. And I think this is one of them. We're projecting a decent amount of ownership on, on both sides, but it's so hard to look at this game and not feel like it's very appealing. Even though the totals come down from 55 and a half to 51 and a half, it's still the second highest on the slate. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The wind's hovering around that 19 to 20 mile per hour range, um, but... More than anything, the Titans have moved from minus four to minus seven against the Bengals team that is hung in there. Burroughs has thrown 300-plus yards most games this season, 400-plus last week, uh, finally beginning to find the end zone, finding some chemistry with A.J. Green. Tyler Boyd's been a beast. Uh, and then on the other side, you've got Henry. You have an, a stud in A.J. Brown and a Titans team that has been involved in probably more 50-plus point or 60-plus point total games than any other team this season. Uh, it, it feels like we could see a blow-up spot here. How much does the weather concern you, and, and how much do you like or, or not like this game? Well, I think Tennessee, you gotta you got to like their chances uh, being big favorites. And the reason why Burrow has been throwing for so many yards is because their defense gives it's trash. Up, yeah, they give up a ton of production. So I think uh, Tennessee should see more efficient running and passing this week. And that all kind of leads to Derrick Henry being a good play, given that um, Tennessee is one of the most run-heavy teams in the league nearly half the time they run the ball. So I think that Derrick Henry is a good play. And the last time he was in this situation with a really good matchup, he went out and broke the slate. Uh, He is one of the most popular players this week at 29% projected ownership and 28 on FanDuel. So it's a spot where, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be really tough to fade him. I, I definitely don't think it, he's a lock. Uh, it's just kind of, you know, like uh, I'm, I might try to hold hands with the field a little bit just because his upside is so high. Okay. Um, Steve, <clears throat> Joe Mixon's been ruled out. So week seven, we had no Joe Mixon. We had no uh, Aaron Jones. But we got that news later in the week, right? So we saw Jamal Williams and Giovanni Bernard's price tags uh, down towards the bottom. This week, they've already been adjusted in the event that both of them sit, and they are sitting. Uh, Bernard played 76% of the offensive snaps last week. Samaji Pirine actually still in the league, huh? 25% snaps there. Talk to me about this one on both sides. Uh, and if it appeals to you, because I, I do think this could, does it not feel like this game could be one of those where you say, yep, I needed to have that game like we've seen in these other weeks? Yeah, I, I think for sure it could be. Um, I think uh, Giovanni Bernard is a very nice play again. I used him quite a bit last week um, and he did, he did fine. Right. So like you mentioned, 76% of the staffs, uh, he only had 13 carries for 37 yards, but um, was pretty heavily involved in the passing game with uh, five receptions for 59 yards in, and his touchdown as well. Um, you know, I think that we could see that uh, usage similar uh, again this this week. Um, and, you know, 
Joe Burrow had had no hesitations uh, hooking up with him. He also had has had no hesitations hooking up with AJ Green. Um, so he, there were, you know, we heard nonstop the last couple of uh, weeks. You know, AJ Green was washed and he was terrible. He should be out the league. Uh, but then he came back with 13 targets and 11 targets the last two weeks, uh, playing over 80% of the snaps. And his price is all the way down at 4,500. So um, if you want to get a cheap option and you need that, um, I think AJ Green is a uh, pretty good option. And potentially, like, I think you could could really even use both him and Giovanni Bernard as a as a stack partner with uh, Joe Burrow. And that's a that's a pretty cheap option uh, to be able to jam in some other uh, really good players elsewhere. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable too, Steve, that Boyd is ninth in the league in targets, just raw targets. Uh, AJ Green is 12th, uh, 61 and 58 respectively, but they have target shares of 21% and 20%, which just, it, it, it the huge disparity there, the huge gap just really is insight into how much, and Alex pointed this out, how much they've been forced to throw the football that they can be top nine, top 12 in targets and barely crack the 20% uh, threshold for, for target share on their own team. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's a good thing too, because I guess that is one risk because they do have a Boyd and they do have T Higgins also. I don't know where T Higgins rates, but he's probably up there. Uh, quite high as well, uh, especially if you look at since as the seasons progressed along. Um, He's so, got 43 so targets himself. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's some uh, so there's some risk uh, that the that the ball might get spread around, but uh, but all of them are good prices. So I, I think uh, you, you can take some good shots at each of them. And the the nice thing is that they're all, they're all kind of uh, uh, good good leverage points against each other. So uh, there's a lot of people that will have just one of those. And if you pair together two of them and they both go go off and have a nice game, then uh, you could be in a pretty good shape there too. Yeah. And I wasn't even saying I don't like them, just that it's amazing they're towards the top of the league in targets, but they throw the ball so much and they're still getting enough, even though it's being spread around. Uh, Alex, anything else on this one? It's a pretty important game. If not, we can move to another one that talk about some high wins and a high total is going to keep us here for quite some time. Uh, um, I will note that uh, Joe Burrow, he saw the most designed rushing plays last week of any game this season with five. He'd only seen three in a couple of games, but mostly one or two per game. So that kind of indicates that some of the mixed-in workload is getting uh, funneled to Joe Burrow. Gio Bernard got 13 carries. Uh, Samaj Piran got one. So they just didn't run the ball out last week. If they run the ball more, I expect a little bit more of the workload to spill over to Piran. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of lukewarm on Gio Bernard, I think. Okay. Um, yeah. If Oh, by the way, I'm pretty sure there's a number of offensive linemen out for Cincinnati as well. So uh, that's going to play pretty heavily into this. So just keep your eye on the injury report. I believe a lot have already been ruled inactive, not doubtful or questionable. Uh, which could affect both the run game and the passing game uh, could have a lot to do with why Tennessee has moved from four to seven point favorites too. Alex, Minnesota and green Bay. Well, actually, before we get there, if you guys are just coming in, welcome. 
Uh, if you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button so and, and notification bell so you always know when new content's dropping next. And hit that thumbs up. It helps us a lot so we can keep putting out free content here on the site uh, and, you know, getting the, the, the show out to more viewers, to more eyeballs. Uh, and if you want, if you're interested in winning an Awesome Plus Platinum Monthly, right, All Access Monthly Pass, we're doing a giveaway. And it's the simplest one we've done yet. All you have to do is like the tweet. Uh, it's pinned to our, our to Twitter uh, at awesome underscore com. All you have to do is like that and subscribe to our YouTube channel, right? So like the tweet, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, one random winner is going to be selected among those who like the tweet and are verified subscribers. So very simple, like it and uh, subscribe to the channel. We're giving away Awesome Plus Platinum free month. It's around $100 value. And one of you lucky winners can take the, uh, take that home. So go ahead and do that. Or if you just want to subscribe and hit the like because you enjoy us and you appreciate the content, that is also greatly appreciated. So Alex, Minnesota and Green Bay. Lambeau Field, from everything I've read, does a decent job of kind of containing the wind and not getting it out of control. The direction of the stadium, they're saying there shouldn't be that much crosswind, which should be a good thing. Uh, but all in all, this game just – the total has come down. The Packers are big favorites. But we've seen what Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers can do. We've seen what Jamal Williams can do without Aaron Jones, who's already been ruled inactive. And then on the other side – Delvin Cook making his return against the Green Bay team whose run defense has struggled. And then you've got guys like Thielen, Jefferson, et cetera. So where are you going here with, with so many options to choose from and a lot of variables coming into play with the wind and the weather? Yeah, I mean, you got to think this game has a lot of upside. We don't have to go back very far where week one Packers beat Vikings 43-34. to 34. So um I wonder if that that game will be in people's memories because that won the tournaments in week one. Uh, I think there's some really good plays in this game. Dalvin Cook at the start of the week, I thought it was going to be pretty popular, but it like, so, looks like he's going under the radar a little bit. I'm shocked uh, by that too, Alex. I really thought he'd be one of the higher-owned running backs. Yeah, for sure. And part of the reason why I think is Jamal Williams, now that Aaron Jones is ruled out, is one of the most popular plays on the slate. So to me – that screams just a leverage point where if we take uh, Dalvin Cook, that's uh, if Minnesota has a big day on the ground, you got to imagine Jamal Williams will see fewer rushing attempts, and that would uh, that'd be a lot of leverage over the field. So that's definitely something I'm considering. Uh, the other guy I'm looking at as contrarian play is Marcus Valdez Scantling. Now he doesn't catch many balls. Uh, I think his catch rate over the the last year or so is uh, less than fifty percent. But he is uh, their deep threat, and he's getting the targets. He's gotten targeted on seventeen percent of routes, which is just slightly below average. So, um, given that he has a favorable price point at thirty eight hundred on DraftKings and fifty one hundred on FanDuel, I think he's a, he's a good dart throw this week. Uh, Steve. Alex already alluded to my favorite pivot of the week at low ownership. I'll just say it now. It's Dalvin Cook. I know things can get dicey in that game. Maybe it gets out of hand. Green Bay runs away with it, and Dalvin Cook is phased out of the run game. But if he's 8% where we're projecting him for right now, there's just too much volume for me to overlook that and too much upside. But I'm very curious to hear where you stand on this game. 
Yeah, I think uh, Dalvin Cook is a is a pretty good leverage option uh, for sure. Um, I also would have uh, originally thought his ownership was going to be a bit higher than that. Um, and and I thought Jamal Williams would be a little bit lower. He, I mean, he got up to 37% last week, but that's when his uh, price was quite a bit lower. So, uh, so that's kind of interesting that he's all the way up to uh, 31% now. Um, be, because, because, too, you have uh, Devontae Adams as well. Um, all the way up at where is he at now? 23, 23%, it looks like. So, so you're getting a lot of ownership on the Green Bay side, and uh, you could easily come back. And, and even if Green Bay is scoring a lot, uh, Dalvin Cook is still going to be pretty heavily involved in the offense. Um, that's just the way things, things are now. Um, you know, he's a, he, he's a heavy uh, pass catcher. So, um, the one thing that does worry me a little bit about Dalvin Cook and about Adam Thielen and about Justin Jefferson, that, that whole game is um, a little bit priced up. So Cook is at 7,500 on DraftKings, uh, Thielen at 7,200, and Justin Jefferson at 6,500 um, against a, a team that is, uh, you know, has a, you know, not the best defense, but a, a pretty solid one. Um, and I think that, uh, that's going to be a little bit tough to uh, handle as a game stack, um, especially if you're if any of those are runbacks with Aaron Rodgers, who's also priced all the way up at 7,600. Um, Devontae Adams at 8,800. So if you're going to go with the stack in this game, all those players are are going to be tough to figure out who you want in a, a game stack, and and it's going to be tough to uh, get too much there. Then you're going to have to get guys like AJ Green for 4,500 um, that we talked about earlier. So, so it's a, it's a very appealing game, but it's a, it's a pretty expensive one for me to get to too much. It's pretty crazy too, Alex. You've seen Jamal Williams salary come up to $6,100. That hasn't deterred anyone from getting here, at least for the, by the looks of it right now, 31% projected ownership. Um, The more remarkable part though, is like, that's double, more than double the ownership of Josh Jacobs uh, and a bunch of other guys that are priced at a, at a similar range to, to Jamal Williams. So uh, it, it appears that just the overall projected game script here and the dearth of options outside of Devontae Adams and Jamal Williams seems to be lending towards uh, a lot more confidence going into this one for Williams than it would for even someone like Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's based on last week for Jamal Williams. Uh, he racked up a lot of PPR points and had a big game. Uh, Mike Gray in chat uh, threw out some good points about Alan Lazard uh, potentially being back this week. So that's something I'm going to be looking at as far as markets about scaling. Uh, Jamal Williams, I think he's a good play. I mean, when you look at the workload last week, he saw 19 rushing attempts. AJ Dillon saw five. So if we can expect Jamal Williams to be rushing up to 20 times per game, uh, even though he's 6,100, I mean that that still looks pretty good. Yeah, and I'm not enamored with Josh Jacobs. I think the the potential to see heavy volume in a close game, especially if the if the weather contributes to this, uh, plays into it. But uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily say Jacobs is too cheap just because of his name and say his, his production to some extent kind of mirrors that, uh, that salary. Anything else, Alex, on Green Bay and Minnesota on either side, passing games, run games, you name it. 
Um, I I guess the Rogers Devontae Adams sack it, it came up big last. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Week. Rogers is expensive again this week, but uh, I guess maybe the game script doesn't set up quite as well, but still a really strong play. Uh, I have my top stacks tool, and Green Bay comes in at second as the highest top stack odds at 15%. And uh, if Rodgers has close to the projected ownership we have for him, that stands out as a leverage play. Steve, before I forget, because we're going to get away from these these weather games, and it wasn't even by design that we talked about them first. It's just they all have pretty much some of the highest totals on the slate and a lot of mostly popular options. Uh, is there any is there any uh, merit to to looking towards some defenses in these games if wind is a contributing factor? Um, maybe on the, the expected losing side of these contests or not? Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. I, if I'm looking here at the ownerships for each of those teams that we just talked about, I don't really see any of them standing out as super high owned. Um, so that's a good sign. And yeah, I think you, you can see a lot of weird things happen with uh, when the, a ball gets caught up uh, in the air and it uh, drifts one way or the other, you know, just a small amount. The, the defenses are so good that they can easily turn that into a pick six. Um, and, you know, the, the whole game has changed and that's that ends up being the defense that you need. So I think I would uh, give a little bit extra consideration to these defenses for sure. All right. It's time to make that transition to a game with a, you know, you've got 19 mile per hour wins. You've got 21 mile per hour wins. You also have a 19 and a half point spread, Steve. Uh, and that's at Arrowhead Stadium. The Chiefs laying 19 and a half points. Just ridiculous here. They've got a 34.25 total. Meanwhile, the Jets, a measly 14.75 coming into Kansas City for this one. It is the last the last time the Chiefs were. Well, actually, I guess they were big favorites last week, but they were big double-digit favorites against the Raiders and lost. I just don't see any possible way uh, that this game flips the other direction. The question is, what are we do? What are we doing with Mahomes, who really wasn't that bad in the weather? It's just the defense was the the reason that he didn't need to do much last week. Two defensive touchdowns uh, in our top stack tool. You've got him down there around nine percent. Uh, some of these guys aren't that overpriced. Tyree Kill, 6,700. Travis Kelsey, 6,600. And I'm going to ask you to tie all of this together with Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Le'Veon Bell at $4,600 here. 
Uh, how do we approach a team with the highest total on the slate, monster spread, uh, and blowout risk? But if you blow a team out, it probably means that through three quarters, you were just, you know, shitting all over them and racking up fantasy points. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's the answer 100%. So um, if the Chiefs get way ahead um, and it's, you know, 40 to nothing after the end of three quarters, all right, great. You did a wonderful job. Mahomes did, you know, did as much as probably any other quarterback in the league. And just because he didn't get in four quarters, it doesn't really matter. Um, but your example with the Raiders is a great one. What if uh, – the Jets hit a big play or two, or there's a fumble that gets returned and all of a sudden the Chiefs are uh, behind and they actually have to play hard for all four quarters. And, uh, you know, they'll probably still win the game, but uh, they, they will have played all the quarters and uh, get even more points for you. So I, I have n- no really big concerns about the uh, huge spread. I think it just means that the Chiefs have a, a way of scoring points and uh, we're, we're not so concerned about that. So uh, playing Mahomes, definitely a good one. Um, Tyreek Hill is coming kind of under-owned, I feel like. Um, we haven't really seen a huge blow-up game from Tyreek Hill yet this year. Um, he has been scoring touchdowns, but he hasn't got the 100-yard uh, bonus at, at any time yet this year. Um, you know that, that that big play is just waiting to happen, and we could easily see a couple of those uh, this week. So I really like the idea of stacking uh, Mahomes up with uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, you could also go down to uh, Kelsey as well. So uh, we talked about uh, Darren Waller having really high ownership at kind of a similar price point. Now Kelsey's a little bit higher than, than him, but uh, uh, he would, when you, whenever you get a chance to see Travis Kelsey as a, a leverage option and Kelsey's not a, not, not like unowned of course but if he's a leverage option against a higher uh, owned player I'm, I'm all for that all the time so I think he's a, a pretty good stacking option as well so I really like uh, the ideas of going with uh, the Chiefs passing game that said I think the big narrative that everyone's talked about all week long is uh, that Le'Veon Bell could uh, steal a couple of the touchdowns right so they want to uh, give uh, the, the theory is since Le'Veon Bell was on the Jets recently and left and maybe not the most uh, friendly terms that uh, they're going to give him all the chances possible to uh, get some short short touchdowns uh, if it's even a possibility. So that, that is, you know, typically I'm not a big believer in those type of narratives. Uh, but when the spread is so large and you get to a point where you can do pretty much whatever you want, if it gets to that, uh, there is some merit to that potentially coming true this week. Alex, do you employ any different strategies for games with, with spreads this wide, or do you just, you know, go by the numbers and, and, and essentially, Hey, they're still, they're still projected for 34 plus points. So I don't want to worry too much about a blowout. What are your thoughts? Well, I'd be worried. I'd be worried about a blowout. I'll tell you that. I mean, uh, well, I just meant like, how does it affect? Like, if there's a blowout, they still have to score, right? So, how yeah, does it yeah. impact from a from a DFS standpoint? So the reason it's impactful is because when teams are up big, they tend to run fewer plays. They really drain the clock. They'll run more, um, and basically, like your production from Mahomes is going to grind to a halt. 
So uh, we see the best quarterback performances tend to come in games where both teams are putting up big, uh, big points and the team that's trailing has the ball. That's just the formula to get a big fan, uh, a big uh, total in a game because both teams have an incentive to uh, play to put up points. So, I mean, I think Mahomes is still, as, as you guys are saying, he has great potential. Uh, like he can put it all up in three quarters and the, the Chiefs are one of the most pass heavy teams, despite the fact that they've rushed the ball uh, a lot more than you might expect this year. A lot of that has been due to garbage time or uh, just situations where they're way in the lead. Uh, so I think going to Tyreek Hill, going to Kelsey, those are great plays. They're popular as well. But if Tyreek Hill is a little bit lower on, uh, that seems like a great find. I'm just shocked by the, the ownership on the Jets because, man, I did not expect Denzel Mims would be like <laughs> the, the play of the week. 25%. I mean, yeah. I mean, he he's a good play because he's super cheap. But uh, the Jets' offense, they've averaged like six yards or less per attempt. Just absolutely miserable efficiency. You take out Jamison Crowder and Brashad Perryman, their top two guys, and I'm just expecting really bad offensive offense here. So I think that um, uh, if these guys were contrarian and not owned, to like I might be interested in some Mims or some Barrios, but uh. There's also a possibility that they're just high owned because of Kansas City's game stacks running it back. So maybe if you play it in a non-Kansas City lineup, maybe it's not as high owned relative to that. But uh, they seem like maybe ways you can differentiate just by not taking Jets, which isn't that hard to fade. <laughs> yeah, I think those are great points. He's he's played one game, and you know, no fault of his own. He was activated off the uh, the injured reserve ahead of week seven, but played one game and, and and you've seen it like you're talking about just overall yards per play, yards per attempt. It's everything's down across the board uh, efficiency wise. I don't know what you can really expect here. If he's going to be a twenty five percent plus owned receiver uh, against a good Kansas City secondary too, I I think I can I can look elsewhere here now. I think I totally agree with you too on just the overall impact that these blowouts have, uh, but it, just knowing what type of player Tyreek Hill is, you know, it could still be against a brutal secondary in, in New York. It could be one of those spots where Mahomes doesn't have a tournament winning performance, but Tyreek Hill has two fifty plus yard touchdowns in the first half at 6,700 and you're well on your way to getting everything you need from him. So I could, couldn't you see it playing out that way? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I'll mention Kansas City is my top top stack of the week with uh, about a one in six chance of being the top stack. The ownership of the blowout risk, right? Like, right. Even- yeah, that definitely factors in the blowout risk. Uh, so they have a great shot. They are one of the most popular stacks of the week, uh, which is making me a little bit more tepid on them. Yeah, and the runback option starts to get really ugly too, Steve. Like, what do you do on the other side? Either, you know, bite the bullet and go with Mims or try and find something else, knowing that uh, Jamison Crowder isn't likely to play either. Doubtful right now. Yeah, so so I kind of, when, when I ran some uh, 
preliminary numbers earlier before for the show. Um, I did actually like Denzel Mims a bit, but I didn't have his ownership nearly so high. So at uh, at 25%, uh, I definitely think that uh, that's, I don't see how you can do it. I, I think part of it is, um, is all of Alex's touting of the Jets the last couple of weeks. I think that's what's really getting uh, the Jets up there. So uh, now everyone's paying attention to them. Um, but but also, I, I think just everyone wants to play that uh, Green Bay game that we were just talking about. So you're going to see a lot of guys like uh, Denzel Mims having to be jammed in there in order to uh, get those uh, very expensive players to, to work out. So, um, you know, I, I think a better option is probably if, if Denzel Mims stays up that high, if, um, you know, if uh, Barry, even like Barrios and Jeff Smith, I mean, I don't know, you could take a couple of one-off shots. I'd rather take a shot with those guys at lower ownerships than I would uh, uh, would with Mims. Yeah. Well, one other thing I, w- I do want to say re- really quick, we don't have the Chiefs defense super high right now um, at, at uh, ownership, but I would watch out for them kind of sneaking up a little bit over the weekend. Um, we've seen the last couple of weeks, everyone wanting to uh, play the teams that are going against the Jets. So uh, even though the Chiefs are way up at uh, $4,500 cost, that, that's you, you can see, you, you know, Darnold is going to make mistakes and you know that the Jets are not in a great spot, but uh, I'd watch out for their ownership too. We're going to rip through a couple games here, some important ones before we close it out with our uh, top fades and top pivot of the week. Uh, but before we do, I saw a question in chat. Any promo codes? Well, it's your lucky day, fella. Literally, because it expires after today. The promo code PUMPKIN, for very obvious reasons, will get you a full week of Awesome O Plus Platinum NFL Weekly, all of our NFL content for $10.31. Uh, that's almost $20 off the original. Goes through 1031 today. Happy Halloween, everyone, by the way. For $10.31 when you use the promo code uh, PUMPKIN at checkout, that'll get you the ownership projections, player projections, the top stack tools, all of our showdown content, the lineup builder, all of our premium articles, you, you can go and look for yourself. Just in an enormous amount of content uh, for all different formats. Again, the showdown content uh, has been so huge. Steve mentioned you got to start playing them at the top of the show. Man just took down another $200,000 last week. Um, you know, the, the, it's, it's something that's it's tough to get used to. It's an entirely different format. But we have tools that I think will help you get there quicker than anyone else. So uh, check all of that out. Use the promo code PUMPKIN or get you the weekly NFL Platinum for, uh, for $10.31. And if you don't want to do that, if you want to start small, for $3.95 a week, you can get our Express Pass, which uh, now includes all of our showdown content as well. Projections, ownership, uh, the Express Top Stack tool, which is free on the site today if you want to check that out. So are our MMA player rankings. All of that for $3.95 a week. So go to awesomeo.com slash join. Use the promo code PUMPKIN. Or if you want to do something else, just look. We've got something for everyone. Awesomeo.com slash join. And if you do decide to sign up, join the Awesomeo family. Head into our premium Awesomeo Slack chat. Say what's up. You got people talking DFS, sports betting, sports, everything around the clock. It's a very cool community. All right. Let's, um, Alex, let's go to San Francisco and Seattle. I mentioned earlier in the week in one of our strategy shows that I was surprised to see the fact that this game had the highest total of any. Well, 
it, it wasn't earlier. Now it's the highest total of any game, but it opened at 54 points. Uh, the Seahawks are laying three points coming off their first loss of the season, but they've been very efficient. Tyler Lockett with an explosive game, second three touchdown performance of the season. But on the other side, outside of George Kittle, uh, who do we really look to with the banged up uh, backfield? No Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk, obviously a topic of conversation this week. The floor is yours. Uh, I think Brandon Ayuk is the other guy besides uh, George Kittle, who's worth looking at. The only thing I'm seeing is like he's not really going to get any bump in playing time with Debo Samuel out. He's already been playing almost every snap the past four weeks. So I just don't really see much of a bump there. Um, and uh, if, if people are all talking about him, that, that makes me a little bit less excited, especially because he's, he's somewhat expensive. So the guy I would maybe look to is Kendrick Bourne as contrary an option. He, uh, he stands to maybe get some smart snaps, given that their uh, wide receiver core is really banged up right now. And he's been pretty effective with what he's been got uh, with what he's gotten. He's targeted uh, only 14 percent of the time, which is, isn't very exciting, but uh, the efficiency has been good with uh, 14 yards per catch and 61 percent of balls caught. So, not in love with it, but uh, I'll throw it out there. How about you, Steve? Uh, you mentioned before the show this could be one of the games that uh, we we dig into a little bit here for a number of reasons. Are you on board? Yeah, so um, <laughs> I, w- I was going to say almost exactly what Alex just said. So um, so I- I'm completely on board with that. Um, I don't like Ayuk. I think he's going to be over-owned. What you o- often see um, with when wide receivers go out is you see all of the uh, community jumps on the guy who's going to be the most uh, targeted player historically from that team. But there's no real change for Roland Ayuk. Um, his his uh, playing time is going to be the same, and he's going to uh, um, just get more coverage uh, from from the defense. So so I would rather pivot to Bourne. I would rather uh, take that as my kind of my run back option uh, from this team. And I also really love uh, Kittle as well. So I mentioned uh, Kelsey earlier. Kittle is probably the only guy that I uh, really like more than uh, uh, Kittle is the only one I really like more than Kelsey um, at this point. So I would just say, you know, you can skip Waller, go for those two guys um, and you can get them at lower ownership. And really, I mean, they have bigger play. So the other, the other thing is um, from the quarterback side, I, I really like both options um, in this game. I think you can uh, run Garoppolo with those players I just mentioned and run it back with uh, Tyler Lockett, or you can go with uh, Russell Wilson. Wilson will be actually is not uh, super highly popular either, despite uh, the the big games he's had recently. Um, But you could run him and then run it back with, uh, with Bourne or Kittle as well. So um, I really like both of those options. I think it's the highest scoring game for a reason because uh, Seattle is just out there. Um, blowing up the slates like pretty much every week. So I have no no issues with uh, running it up as what is a somewhat high owned, but the ownership is even not not nearly what you would, uh, would expect from a game that uh, has this total. And one, one other really quick thing on that, 
is the both of the running games are banged up too. So then both of the teams might have uh, some some extra passing uh, attempts this game. Coming up next, Pete Rogers, Jason Floyd with your MMA Live Before Lock show. That'll go from 2.30, I think, all the way up to 4 Eastern. So if you're playing MMA, if you're watching this live, be sure to check that one out. Uh, Alex, how do you feel about the, not to get too off topic here, but probably an important subject after last week. We've had some questions on this too. Uh, How do you feel about the discount tight ends in the Millie Maker First place had Harrison Bryant. Second place had uh, David Njoku. Third place had Darren Fells, a zero. Uh, like uh-huh. All discount, super dirt cheap tight ends. And we've seen that work on a number of occasions this season. But when you look at our ownership coming into uh, into week eight, you're getting uh, the tight end ownership on guys like Darren Fells, uh, on players like George Kittle, who Steve just mentioned. Uh, and Travis Kelsey, all of them at 15 plus percent. So looks like people will still be going back to the higher price tight ends for this week. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, Harrison Bryan was a great player last week and that was awesome to see Neil take down the tournament with him. Uh, I mean, he, he was the mid price and there was a report that morning. He's getting the starter over at Joku. So I think every week's different this week. We really don't have, that kind of play on the table as of now. It looks like most of even the mediocre tight ends are somewhere in the 4K range. So I think that does funnel you to the, the higher price guys uh, as the best plays. And, I mean, you got Kittle, Kelsey, and Waller. So those are all pretty good players. Uh, the decent chance that one of them has a pretty good week. Janu Smith also seems to be getting a little bit of ownership there too, 4,100. That's like the cheapest – uh, alongside Hunter Henry that, that people are getting really any serious attention or paying any serious attention towards. Um, okay. So two more here, Alex, I'll go to you first. And then Steve, I'm going to go to you with that Indy and Detroit game. But Alex, you mentioned that maybe we talk a little bit about new England and Buffalo uh, lowest total of the slate, 41 points opened at 46. Uh, another spot with strong winds, also a high chance of rain. Temperatures around like 34 degrees. So I, I, I don't know what's what's going on here. But uh, Buffalo and, and a New England team that who would have thought was somewhat uh, in peril right now. Dare I say in ruins. But Cam Newton, a couple tough ones. Is, is, there, is there some contrarian intrigue to this? I think so. I mean, I think the Patriots are kind of in the same scenario as the Jets where, you know, they're, they're really banged up. Nikhil Harry and Edelman are out. Uh, and then uh, Cam Newton has been kind of on a, on a slump, but uh, still on the season, he's been a lot better than Sam Darnold. So I'm looking at who they got left at wide receiver. The guys I'm really keying in are, are Damian Bird and Jacoby Myers. Uh, I think Jacoby Myers is probably my preferred option. He's been targeted on 18% of routes so far. And he played 85% of the routes last week. Uh, Bird has more playing time, but he's been targeted less. Uh, so it's just like these guys are they're right around the minimum. Uh, and when you compare them to a guy like Mims, uh, it's just like the same situation with a lot less ownership. All right, Steve. Um, the Indy and Detroit game. Not getting a lot of ownership either, right? You're seeing... 
uh, quarterback ownership in our top stack tool for Indy around 3.7%. A lot of times, I mean, the reason we have that is because it translates pretty well to the stack ownership. Uh, and then Detroit all the way down at 1.6%. Talk to me about whether or not we're missing some value here. Uh, and if that's the case in a game that still has a 50 plus point total, what do we do with it? Yeah, so we've talked a lot about bad weather all this whole uh, show. And one thing that we know is there won't be bad weather in this game. So um, so, so I actually like it quite a bit. Um, we, we've heard a lot that, uh, you know, the Colts passing game is not a, you know, the Colts offense is not really a passing game. Uh, be, be, but that's not really a, not really the case. They're, they're still ranked 11th in my adjusted pass ratio, which taken into consideration uh, game script. They just haven't had to pass it as much because they've been in pretty good uh, game scripts. And when they have had to pass it, we've seen uh, Philip Rivers actually, you know, aired out a, a quite a bit of times over 40 times uh, week one. And uh, last week that he played, uh, he was on by last week, but the, the prior week, where he actually threw for 370 yards too. So I, I think uh, people are sleeping a little bit on just overall passing numbers. They also might be looking a little bit at the fact that, um, you know, total passing yards, total plays like that. Um, and that doesn't factor in the buy as well. So I think Rivers is a, is a good option. Um, I also think Stafford, you know, very similar situation, not quite as pronounced as the Colts, but uh, their game script is going to be a bit worse than it's been all year. So I think overall, both of those come together and you should see an uptick for passing for both uh, teams. And I think that's why you see a, a high game total for this one as compared to uh, what you might expect when you see Indian Detroit on the, on the schedule. So um, who do I like to stack them with? Um, yeah. Chat is <laughs> champing at the bit to know you are going for a T.Y. Hilton blow up game. Yes, absolutely. So oh, I, I think I, I mentioned this last time I was on, you know, Hilton hasn't uh, done me any favors and he keeps cutting down my bankroll, but darn it, I've got another 200,000. So I'm ready to, <laughs> <laughs> to stack it back up. And, uh, so go are you back saying don't play Hilton unless you've won six figures in the past couple of weeks? <laughs> That, that might be, especially yeah. if you've lost six figures on him the last few weeks like me, but um <laughs> Um, you know, he hasn't scored, he hasn't, uh, scored since week seven last week and has, uh, hasn't topped hundred yards since week 16, 2018, but, uh, his ownership is down at the dumps. His price is, um, you know, all the way down at 4,900. He's due for one of those big games that, uh, we've come to, you know, get used to from Hilton back in the day. I think this is a really good shot at it. Um, it could very easily be um, a game-changing type uh, uh, score. So, and then on the other side, we have almost the exact same situation too with Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones has been um, another guy that hasn't really been doing me any favors. Um, he's at low ownership, low price, and is a great run-back option too. So, uh, so that that's like the grossest. Uh, stack and run back that you can come across, but it's a way to get in a lot of those other high price guys that we've talked about. Alex, you and I'll be back here tomorrow at 10 Eastern. So anything we missed, we're certainly going to get to it. Uh, ben Rasa, you and myself going an hour and a half up to lie before lock. Then they're going to take you up to one. We got somebody very special returning uh, for some Sunday shows tomorrow. Uh, 
have we even have we announced that yet or should we just keep it keep it on the low until tomorrow what do you think you already gave away the game here so not necessarily (laughs) no there's a few people it could be okay so what do you want to do should we should we hold off should we let him should we let him what has he announced it (laughs) uh he he did announce it i think didn't he Okay. All right. Well, Chris Baggs will be back with us tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, we got Alex or Adam Share and Josh Engelman starting at 9 a.m. It's a really cool show. It's a strategy based show leading up to ours. So four hours. There's really no place else to be on Sunday morning if you're looking for some content to get you prepped for week eight or any other slate. So uh, definitely do that. And remember that giveaway over on Twitter. If you haven't subscribed yet, guys, if you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button. If you hate it, just click unsubscribe. It's so easy to do. And uh, you know what? It won't cost you a thing. We'll wrap it up here. We got about a minute. Uh, Alex, your top fade and your top pivot of the week. We'll do bang, bang, one shot here. Go ahead. It's hard, but Denzel Mims is my favorite. I mean, I like it. Uh, and then the pivot would be Jacoby Myers, I suppose. Okay, makes sense. How about you, Steve? Um, I'm gonna say Darren Waller as my fade. I talked about that a couple of times. I, I I just like to go other ways. Um, and I think a pivot, um, in that high 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 owned Tennessee game of Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, and Janu. Smith, I'm going to go with uh, some shots on Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys. Okay. Uh, Alex, I'm, I'm not going to get unique here. I'm with you on Denzel Mims. Uh, but I will go to a different game and a pivot and a different position. I, I do think if Dalvin Cook sits around 7 8% ownership come lock tomorrow, there's just too much I like there. The, the man has scored in every game he's played this season. He has multiple touchdowns in two of them. Uh, and while he might not be a premier pass catching option, he's been targeted five times in two of his last three. So it's not like he can't get the ball there. Uh, so look, the volume should very, very much be there. Uh, and and if it isn't, well, I'm willing to take that risk, but uh, he's going, he's, and Steve mentioned earlier in the show, priced up a little bit short, but I think it's a, a worthy price point. And if the wind really does affect that game to the point where it's hard to throw deep downfield, you're going to be looking at a, a potentially closer game and a lot more work for Dalvin Cook against the Green Bay team that funnels opposing offenses on the ground. So that'll do it for us. If you're not on Twitter yet, what are you doing? If you're not following these guys, uh, double, what are you doing? At Steve Buzzard, at Awesome DFS, myself, at Lafay underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. MMA, live before lock, Jason Floyd, Pete Rogers coming up next. Thanks for watching, guys. Thank you.